The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. Here in the Nooner on this uh, Wednesday, the 27th of October. Can you hear all right over there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got it. There you go. Yeah, Steve Selvage has joined us. Steve, what is going on, man, now that I got your mic on? Oh, you know, um, just the rock and roll and doing the Wednesday thing, you know. (laughs) (laughs) The Wednesday thing. Yeah. The sort of pre-post-pandemic Wednesday thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I've been asking guys that have been coming down here, how did last year treat you, Uh, you know, with the lockdowns and all of that? Man, it was a lot of things, you know. There was a lot of good that came out of it. I mean, but it was a lot of weird, I mean, it was just, you know, like anyone else, just like no year I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was such a, a crippling thing for the music industry, show business in general. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, and you're a busy guy. You're always out on the road. At least you were up until this happened. Yep. Because you're, God, you're, well, hell, you're in the hold steady, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Right? And that, that whole thing got shut down, too, didn't it? I mean, in a big way. Well, you know, and we... Um, our last gig was in London in March of 2020. Yeah. Like, and so I remember fly, flying over there and they're like, this thing is going to get bad. And then I remember being in London and like started clocking people like, hey, look, that person's wearing a mask. Like, whoa. And then by the time I flew home, I think it was like March 6th or 7th. Uh, I can't remember exactly when, but like, it, you know, on the way over there, the flights were packed. On the way home, it was like empty. It, oh, it, really? It, yeah, I mean, really? it was like nipping at my heels. I and mean, I got home, and then it wasn't like a week later that school was like, "Yeah, we're not coming back." Because we had spring break. That's right. right. Yeah, right. that's when it all that's started. Right. Yeah, yep. yeah. So my kids are just like, "Hey, guess what? I'm getting no more. I'm school. your teacher now." Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh God. Yeah. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> I, my my heart and everything goes out to every teacher. I mean, the maybe all do. the parents will get that now after being yeah. home for yeah. What was the, the, the whole thing about? Oh, your kid is such an uh, an angel, angel in class. Yeah. My kid's an angel, and then they they wind up homeschooling. And they go, oh no, he's a shit. Is yeah, what he is. Yeah, right. <laughs> Man, they had it tough, you know. Um, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was like the last one, and then like we just watched them fall. Um, you know, I mean, it, it was so massive that you couldn't, I mean, I just didn't really get upset about it because it's like, first of all, it's like, well, everybody. What are we going to yeah, do? Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, it was so massive. You couldn't even like react to it. It was no, just like, um, no. okay, that's happening. And it happened so fast. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know. It was head spinning. You know, it really was. You know, it it caught, was. And all of a sudden all the venues closed and yeah. all the bands were yeah. stopping. And yeah. Everybody was sitting in there in the living room going, well, shit, now what? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Facebook Live, anybody? I, you know. Which I did. Yeah, you know, did some and, of that. And it, it, it went well. I mean, I was shocked at, like, you know, because I put my PayPal and Venmo and, and, like, the amount of people that, like, responded and stuff. It was, I mean, I don't necessarily want to do that again or a lot <laughs> right right but it was it, yeah. it was really amazing though you know yeah. like i mean the way people showed up and and it, it i mean it was, it was all really unique and had a thing and you know again there in a lot of ways that was a really great summer i mean i'm lucky just because i have my family and you know and my wife and i just kind of hung out and you know had a great time cooking and doing whatever and like it was i mean there was certainly rough times but it was it was just good to kind of hunker down with everybody mm-hmm. i guess yeah know? and yeah. um and 
Did you do any writing during that Yeah, time? yeah. Because well, I know a lot of cats, they used the time as constructive as they could. Yeah, so, I mean, I was definitely writing for the Hold Steady. Um, it's actually what I was doing before I came over here. I was trying to play drums for a demo. It's so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can, like, it's it's like math. It's like I can almost understand it. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just good enough to know how bad I am. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, but the big thing was... Uh, Sometime in like the spring, uh, my buddy Luther Dickinson sent me an email and he was like, Hey, I just, I sent Paul Taylor a bass line and a click track and he put drums to it. Do you want to put guitar? And he's like, yeah, I don't have anything to do. So I recorded some guitar and I did a bunch of stuff and threw it back to them and I'm like, wow, that's great. And then that we just started throwing things on Dropbox and it turned into like, 12 songs. Wow. Yeah. Like we, we made an instrumental record. Um, the three of us, me, Paul Taylor and Luther Dickinson. And, uh, so it was all just flying in the tracks and making it work. And yeah, it just, it just, we got this working method and it kind of just snowballed from there. And I mean, I spent the whole summer doing that, like working, like, you know, coming up with jams or just like everybody would like, you know, each person would kind of offer up a little seed or like Paul just had like, just raw drums of just him playing drums. We would make songs to that or, or it just turned into this thing. And, you know, I was just doing little mixes just so I could take it into the house. I have a studio and then take it into my house and like, you know, listen to it in the kitchen or whatever. And like everybody liked those mixes. So I went to mixing the record and we just said, well, what are we going to do with this? And I said, well, we went around and around and around of what we could do with it. And finally, I was just like, I'm going to put it out. I want to put it out on Peabody, which is my dad's old label, and use that as a sort of excuse to resurrect the label and like get real distribution and do it as a proper label. So yeah, yeah. that's going to be coming out next year. Um, the project's called Mem Mods. Yeah. Uh, M-E-M underscore M-O-D-S. And uh, we're really excited about it. Um, it was, it was, so that was like a saving grace for the summer. Cause I had something, I mean, especially cause I was mixing it. Yeah. I had like, I could go out to my studio and have like something to do. Yeah. You know, rather than like, Oh man, I guess I should like, you know, be creative and write a song or whatever. Right, it's like, I right. mean, they had like, okay, I need to work. I need to check. I need to check out the drum bus on this and make sure everything's cool. You know, like whatever, like just. A, a proper project so it's you, great you can only watch Tiger King so many times right? I never watched it, I never watched it. <laughs> neither did I okay, yeah. I am one of the few who uh, didn't watch Tiger King yeah you, you know to be honest you didn't miss anything uh, it's, 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 <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a weird show but no that's good but that you, I understand it's entertaining you that's good that you kept creative you kept busy it's you know because they, they, you know there's we always knew going into this that there would be a way out and yeah. we didn't know when that would be but a lot of pandemic projects happened and everybody and their grandma's got a pandemic project yeah and, and that's good yeah ours got kind of pushed back because of a couple of legal things but um i think ultimately that'll be a good thing because it was just like there's just a glut of pandemic records coming out mm -hmm. yeah. oh yeah 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 and we can't really tell that story but there's enough of a story just between the three of us because we've like known each other since we were kids i mean luther and i knew each other since we were babies i met paul when i was in like the fifth grade or something and, and, you know, we've been in bands together and done Sons of Mud Boy, but we've never done a project from start to finish. Right. Yeah. And, um, and you know, Luther was joking about it. Like, 
if if the three of us had gotten in a room in person, there's no way we would have done anything. We would have just been like, okay, playing around, yeah, just like, yeah, you cool. shoot the shit and yeah. just you know whatever, yeah, yeah, you know. So this was um, um, a good way to facilitate that. So yeah, we're, I'm excited to get well, it out. So I want to ask because of the pandemic and uh, the the method with which y'all wrote and recorded this. Uh, do you think you'll ever be doing any recording in this manner again? And did this change? Yeah. Because you wrote a little differently because of the situation. It definitely provided a template with which in which we can work. Um, you know, I don't know if we'll do it again. I mean, because right, like now, right. because like, you know, I've started gigging here in town and right. the Hold Steady is going to start my first show of the whole city is in November in Minneapolis. Luther's been out. So we're busy again. Right. You know, right. It's so it's, it's like, it, it took a lot of mental energy to do that, especially for me mixing it because mixing is a thankless job too. Cause you got, you know, I'm like, like, yeah, cool. I like the way that's going. And then two other guys are like, no, no, God, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. know, so you're trying to appease these two people and it's like, there's a weird sort of compromise that happens in those sessions. And it's, yeah. you know, almost like you're ready to go drag it out to the parking lot, just beat the shit out of each other until you get it right. Totally. right. Well, right. and yeah, and it's hard not to take it personally when you're mixing it and you're like, you're making decisions and people, you know, and it's, are you deaf? Yeah. Do you yeah, not right, hear that? Right, yeah. It's like, put me in. It's like, yeah, oh, right, yeah. right. There's not enough bass. Yeah. It's too much guitar. Um, too much drum. So, yeah, I, you know, because we were like, yeah, let's just let's make volume two. And it's like, I don't know when volume two is going to happen, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but we had, a, I mean, I'm really proud of it. And, you know, I, I don't know what people will think of it, but I think it's some, some really great, um, music and i'm just i'm glad that like we got vinyl coming out and I oh just, that'll be great yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm glad to have another peabody records 12 inch album coming yeah you out. mentioned that was your yeah. dad that was your dad's label yeah. had it been dormant kind of yeah yeah i mean you know he had it and i think the last thing he really did was in like i think in, in 1986 he put out a record on paul craft oh wow uh, songwriter, yeah. you know, drop kick me Jesus with the yeah. goalpost of life. Yeah. Oh. Like that. yeah, it's me again, Margaret. Um, VD ain't nothing to clap about. Um, <laughs> it's a great, it's a yeah. great, that's a great line. He's just, <laughs> got a lot of them. So that was the last thing that he really oh, did. Fuck. And then, I like, big ass truck did a couple of things, but it was like, you know, it was just sort of like slap a label on it. You know, but with this, I'm like, I've got distribution and it's all baked into it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's I'm going to try and do it. You know, I'm, I can hear my dad, you know, from the other world just being like, ah, you're an idiot. But, <laughs> um, like, have fun. Cause, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's you know, it's, it's it's a lot of paperwork and, you know, it's like franchise and excise tax and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I just want another Peabody platter out in the world that maybe no one will, you know, that I, somebody 40 years from now will be like, look what I found. And like, yeah, right. oh my God, you have that. Right. Or maybe nobody. I don't know. But, um, and that's when it shows up on eBay for like $300. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and to that point, um, you know, in 2013, uh, right after my dad passed, we did a, a reissue of Cold of the Morning, which is kind of his that is the album in terms of my dad's record. Yeah. And so with Omnivore Records, we did a reissue of that. But he had two other records on that label, um, Waiting for a Train that Jim Dickinson produced as well. Um, and then he did a live record. Um, and the live record is a really good snapshot. Because I, I remember, I was old enough to remember, like, that's a very particular 
point in time in his repertoire. And it's a really good picture of that. So, and I see those go on eBay for a fair amount. Oh yeah. So my plan is to reissue those and, um, you know, and really I could do it right now, just get them on the DSPs, you know, Uh but I want to do the vinyl, you know, but, but I do want to be able to just to be like, Hey, Alexa play Sid Selvage such and so record or whatever. Right. Um, Right. And, and there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's in the works. Uh, with the uh, Sons of Mudboy record that y'all did was it a couple? Of, it was right at the pre-pandemic, I think it was, or maybe before then. Oh no, that the onward and upward. Yes, that yeah. one. That was that was right after Jim died. That was like two thousand. Oh, I didn't realize it was that that mm-hmm. far back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like I. It, I mean, he died in two thousand nine, and we did it shortly after he passed, and then it probably came out the next year in twenty ten. Yeah, it's a beautiful record. Yeah, that was a special special thing. I we mean, had Jimmy down here talking. Jimmy Crossett came down here. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a. That was a heavy session, you know, um, but it was great. I remember I, my dad called me after the fact, like, you know, I think I was pulling into the Memphis Pizza Cafe and to get pizzas, and he called me. He was very excited. We, we had a great time. I'm really glad that my dad and I got to do that, you know, because, I mean, he would he would have, he, he was gone within four years, you know, so that yeah. was like a great session that we had together, and that was kind of the beginning of the Sons of Mudboy thing because, I mean, we had played together in various iterations, but it was kind of just scrappy. But it wasn't until Jim died and then my my dad getting sick that we really dove into the repertoire, you know. And, and it is a certain repertoire that they had, and that and that Jim and my dad, Jim told Luther, my dad told me, it's like people need to hear these songs. People need to know who Ferry Lewis is. People need to hear, you know, Casey Jones, the not the Grateful Dead, Casey Jones, but the you know the Ferry Lewis and the going to Brownsville and this kind of stuff. And uh, also, you know, it was just a matter of kind of reconnecting with them in that way. Um, so it, it's kind of grown since then, since we did that. That was sort of the nascent kind of version of that band. Yeah, I noticed that you guys had, uh, you even had a few shows there, like DKDC. Yep. You know, there's the, the small little intimate things that, that Sons were, <coughs> Sons of Mudboy were doing. Yeah, um, yep. We do, you know, we kind of don't try to officially, like, we kind of try to let them happen. A lot of a lot of the best gigs just sort of come up rather than like we have to book a show, um, and and we've been recording a lot. We we cut. Uh, we did like two different sessions at Arden over the years. We move at a glacial pace too. Like <laughs> um, we're like we're in no hurry to do anything. Um, but uh, and we've recorded multi track uh, some of those DK shows. So we're just kind of amassing stuff and gonna put out. I mean, I think we're a lot like the original Mudboy and the Neutrons. Is like if you try to get it in an official studio, it just kind of falls apart. <laughs> just you know, yeah. It's like you know the, the story is that Mudboy when they first started they rehearsed once and it took them two years to get over it. <laughs> um, I think I heard Jimmy Crossway yeah. say that same line because <laughs> he, he said he goes he goes man you don't know what it was like man it was such a weird thing but it was so magical it yeah. was just, it was a very very neat little moment in time very much so um, so yeah you know and and that really like that's kind of been getting to like this Crosstown show. Um, that's been kind of my journey because I've always just been kind of a guitar player. I mean, that was like what got me. That was the path, you know, and I never really, I mean, I could, I would sing, I sang in big ass truck and, you know, but it was just like, it wasn't, I was intimidated, but it was just like, my dad was like, it's like, well, just listen, listen to him sing. Don't worry about me. <laughs> but, um, when he passed, um, we had the memorial show at the shell. Great, great, yeah. beautiful show. 
And, um, you know, I was routining the band for, we had a bunch of different singers, you know, but they couldn't always make it to the rehearsal. So I would just rehearse the band and I would sing it. And I was like, man, this is really fun. Like I kind of discovered a voice and also discovered that singing is such a connection to the, it's different than playing an instrument, to me at least, different than playing an instrument. It's like a, it's it's an all body kind of thing. And you're drawing from different, you know, sources. And I felt the, it's the closest I've ever felt to him since he passed. So I just started doing it more and I just started playing out and doing my gig and doing some of his stuff and some of the stuff from the repertoire and then his stuff that, you know, that I like as well, you know? Um, and so that's, that's been an interesting journey. Yeah. A big ass truck was sort of a fixture there at the shell there for a minute too. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah. it's like an, at least an annual thing now, isn't it? Well, it's been, we did it 2016 and then we did it this year. So, but back in the day we played there a lot. Yeah. There was always an earth day or shell shock, you know, piss fest, whatever. (laughs) That's appropriate. for They do a thing called piss fest. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, You're missing out. Yeah. 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 Um, It's right before shit fest. That's that's about right. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, And that, that was back in the day when, you know, John Larkin was holding it down with all the people there. I mean, that, that was yeah. the old shell that was funky and had the, you know, the old barn sides and everything. And, but you know, they kept it from being raised, you know, yeah, they saved and, it. And yeah. I, and it's, it's a cool venue. I love it. I, I treasure every gig there, man. It's, you know, cause it's like, and it sounds great. It's amazing. And Don Hopkins has that place dialed in and, you know, I mean, for me, it's like, they finally, you know, released that footage of the blues festival. Yes. So, and so to see my dad at, whatever you know 26 years old singing on that same stage while, while my kid runs around while i play that's a continuum I, I oh, can get yeah, behind, you yeah. know that's that's it's really important to me um so yeah yeah i, I love it um to maintain that legacy yeah yeah um i've got a couple of tracks uh from the memods thing and i have sure. another uh thing that you did we can get to that here in a cool. bit but yeah. uh let's let's play one of these tracks here and let everybody know what uh, what you got working here i've got uh capricorn catastrophe and uh, naughty pine kitchen well Capricorn Catastrophe kicks off the record, so... Let's we'll start with that? Let's start with that. Yeah, let's play and we'll come back and we'll chat a little bit. Killer. So, yeah, so this is, uh, this is brand... Is it, a, is it out now? No. Not yet. Oh, Preview. This, this is a snake. Yeah. Exclusive. <laughs> right on, kids. Here it is. Memods, Brita Memphis.
Mimods. Man, I dig that. There it is. Capricorn catastrophe. The whole record's instrumental in it. Yes. Um, I, I made some noises with my mouth, but um, <laughs> <laughs> on a couple of songs. I know some yeah. vocalists that do that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I make noises. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steve Selvage is here. Um, you know, this is this is cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the album. I know we got another tune here from it we'll get to as well. Now, you, you're playing Crosstown, is that right? Yeah, tomorrow night, 730 in the green room. Cool. Yep. And I won't play that song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it Memmods or are you doing a different project? No, this is just Steve Selvage Band. This just, is, okay. yeah, this is me, Landon Moore playing bass, Patrick Fusco on keyboards, and uh, Robinson Bridgeforth playing drums. Usually Art Edmondson is with us, but he's got another gig. But um, these are guys I've been playing with, really kind of DKDC, kind of, yeah. they they really, yeah, I've been doing some Sons of Mud Boy, and they pushed me. They're like, do your own gig. Do something here. I was like, I don't know. And like, they they really were kind of the impetus for me to start playing out on my own. And it was like kind of baby steps. But these guys have been playing me for a while. And they're, I mean, I'm so lucky to have these guys playing music with me. They're so good. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And we've kind of coalesced into like a real band, you know, like we know each other's shorthand and it's 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 nice. That's always handy. Yeah. All the yeah. nonverbal communication yeah, right, out there. Right, Very much know. so. Yeah. Uh, speaking of DKDC, here of late, they've been doing this outdoor thing uh, in that parking lot right yep. behind it. Yep. And uh, I've been, I, you know, I don't know, you know, it's it's in Cooper Young. It's at yep. Cooper and Young. It's behind Mulan. And they have this parking lot that they roped off, and they've been putting some acts in there. I saw uh, the uh, Lucky 7 Wait, Brass that, Band, that, I think. that, that uh, the parking lot's right, right across from Goner and... Um, Oh, over oh. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's okay, cool. Okay, no, it's, I'm sorry. I was thinking the wrong corner. Yeah, maybe I you gotcha. guys should... Uh, Book some time over there. One yeah, um, little outdoor thing. Yeah, you know, I was, you know, my band was supposed to play outdoors last month, but it rained a lot, so we played inside. You yeah, know, where everybody's masked up and stuff. But uh, yeah, that that little parking lot scene is cool. I, I did a gig with. I've been playing guitar with Marcella Simeon, Marcella and her last. Oh yeah, which is like the funnest gig. Ever. Oh shit! I mean, yeah, she's I, a blast. Oh my god! I mean, I am so thankful to be playing guitar with her. It's like a dream. Um, so we, we did an outdoor show there and yeah. it was, it was a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun. She makes things look so simple when the, the way between her songwriting, I know it's very elaborate yeah, yeah. and you know, she's got some incredible, uh, ideas and visions for her music and it's just, yeah. it's neat to hear her, you know, lay that stuff out there. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great pocket. I mean, and, and really it, the way it's sort of evolved is like now her band is my band. So like yeah. when I started playing with her, it's like, I'm just you know, it's it's like we have that same groove. You yeah. know, yeah. the funny thing is, is that uh, Robinson, our drummer, was like, "Yeah, man, I like it when you're a side man. It's really fun." I'm like, "Was it a drag when I was front? <laughs> oh, <and> I <laughs> did it suck? <laughs> was I bumming you out? Sorry, <laughs> it's now Steve Sorry Selvage and his lovers, buzz, yeah, man. Yeah. But it's not the harsh the groove. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 cool over there. Um, and we got some gigs coming up uh, at DK. Um, like next month, I think. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good. yeah. And things are being you know starting to open back up again is a it's a good thing. Yeah. I know it's still not a hundred percent. Beale Street's this weird microcosm of weirdness, but yeah, such as it is. But I'm yeah, glad. and Beale Street like that all the time though. <laughs> microcosm it, of weirdness. Yeah, it depends. You know, there are some nights you're there, you're having fun, and it, and then a stampede breaks out, and next right, thing you know, right. you're 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 waist deep in the river. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. It's I don't know. It's it's just it's just odd. And right now, coming out of all of this, is everybody's kind of weird and on edge, and just, yeah. you know, yeah. Oh, isn't that the truth? Yeah. They don't know if they how they should play. They're that remember that whole thing about you know musicians could be up on stage, but they had to be six feet apart from yeah. each other. Yeah. And the front row had to be what fifteen feet. 
back or something like that. And it's it's like, man, there's clubs that aren't even that big. Yeah. No, right, right. I mean, I, well, yeah, no, it's Memphis. It's like, you know, <laughs> who are you going to get to come see you in the big venue? It's, uh, yeah, I remember that. Like, it was, you know, like, where are we going to find a stage where everybody can do that? The yeah. Only, the only thing, I, you know, Rump Boogie, maybe? That big, narrow, wide stage? Right. You know? Yeah, I mean... I think the only gig I did in 2020 that was like it was like a year ago. I did uh, out outdoors at Shelby Farms uh, for Indie Memphis. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, yeah, people were, you know, right there when the vaccines hit. It was like it was kind of like everybody forgot that you know before the Delta variant. It was like freedom, whoa! You know, it was it was cool there for a minute, but then they got weird again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not getting a shot. I, I don't even know what's in it. <laughs> yeah, it's microchips. I mean, yeah, yeah. But you'll eat those damn chicken nug- McNuggets. You don't oh, know what the hell's yeah. in all that. Right, exactly. yeah. right. And what, so, tell me, what's in that little blue pill there, sir? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right about this whole dearth of uh, pandemic projects that have come our way. I mean, we've seen it, and some of it's really, really good because they've had time to just sit and just do this. Yeah, you know? I, I, I mean, I like the the oddball creations that might not have come about. That's that's the things yeah. that I'm listening for. You know, just pe- collaborations that you might not have thought of, or just you know, rather than just like trying to make a record, you know, during the pandemic, which is fine. But um, I, I like the unique stuff that's come out of it. Yeah, getting out of your comfort zone for a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's, for sure. For every artist, that's a, that's a that, that can be a very magical space, or it can be terrifying. It's good. It's it's really good. Um, the the most I've learned is playing stuff that I didn't think that I liked or was my thing, or you know, I remember in the early two thousands when Big Ass Truck kind of stopped touring. Um, I started playing at the Blue Monkey. Uh, like Ross Rice got a regular gig, and I've been playing yeah. with him for over the years anyway. So started playing with him, which is great. Um, me and him and Harry Peel. And, but then like that led to me playing with like Susan Marshall and her repertoire was stuff that I wasn't really familiar with. And really all I knew how to do was be the guitar player for big ass truck. I thought I was hot shit cause I'd toured or whatever, but like, I didn't know shit really. And so all of a sudden I was having to learn all these songs that I didn't know that I didn't, that didn't, it's like, Oh, this is like not my thing. Well, it's like, well, you better make it your thing so you can get paid to play it. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, if you want to eat, yeah, you will, uh, you know, and, and, and like, (laughs) I mean, like my playing just like grew exponentially. I mean, I learned so much from playing with her and playing with David Kowser and like, you know, mm-hmm. all the stuff that I didn't think was my thing. It was just like, it, it opened up so many doors for me. I'm super thankful for that, that time for sure. My first real exposure to your work was uh, through the Secret Service. Oh, wow. Yeah. Through with Justice and yep. and, and the rest of you cats. And uh, that was, uh, that that record, I, st- I still love it. Uh, the Service is Spectacular. Yeah. It's a fun romp. It's some good old-fashioned four-on-the-floor rock and roll. You don't, you know, there's, there's no fucking around with it. Yeah. It's just, it just happened. We weren't going for subtlety. No. Um, <laughs> there's nothing subtle about that <laughs> no. record at all. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was a fun record to make. Those are fun shows to play. Uh, yeah, I, I hope people still listen to it and have fun when they do. Yeah, because there was a there was a there was a, one of the tunes that was not on that record that showed up on a compilation. I don't know if it was the makeshift or if it was something, but it was I think it was Outsiders. Yeah, yeah, we we had the that that tune and Teenage Mustache. We had kind of like right before we kind of stopped playing, and then uh, John Miller actually got us together to do a seven inch, and we we put that out. But neat. Yeah, I think. But there there might have been a, was there might have been a different recording of it for the makeshift. I can't remember. Um, those early aughts. 
God. Yeah, it was a, that was that's a, that's a long time ago. <laughs> uh, let's play this uh, this other tune from Mimod, uh Naughty Pine Kitchen. Yeah, this is kind of a mellow one, like uh, you know, maybe, maybe evokes some childhood memories, depending on how old you are. Right on. All right here it is.
that's way nice right there. Mim yes, Mods. it is. Yes. Yeah. Naughty Pine Kitchen. Mellow down easy, man. That's uh, that Art Edmiston taking us out on the saxophone there. And uh, Mark Franklin arranged those horns. Yeah, and, uh, man. Him, it's him incredible. It really Thank is you. good. Thank you. Yeah, it's a great I'd sound. dig it. Yeah. Uh, when does it, when's it, when's it drop? It'll probably be like summer of 2022. Oh, okay. you're going to hang on to it for a while. Yeah, we got some things that we just, a uh, couple things that are just going to pushing it back. But as I've come to find out, like, when you're doing a release, time is definitely good to have yeah. le- le- leading up to something. Right. Right. So. right. Can we play that stuff again uh, around here? Yeah, yeah. yeah we, you know, my oh, right on. You know, dragging yeah. it out and playing it. And I think YXR has, they played some stuff good. too that's in their good. automation. Well, why not? It's, you know, yeah. it's always good to have that, that good stuff. And the vinyl that you're going to be doing will be nice too. That's yeah. a, boy, that's a big, we were talking to the city champs and I think they practically did their thing on vinyl yeah. specifically for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, we had Memphis Record Pressing do this. Yeah. Um, and they're great to work with. Um, I mean, that's the other thing too. It's just like it's so backed up right now. It's it, it was backed up before the pandemic. That's right. Yeah. And now with supply chain issues, it's like it's they can't get the material crazy. to make yeah. the records. Yeah. And oh, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. There's a all yeah. kinds of stuff going on. The yeah. the plastics and the resins and all right, that stuff. Right. They, they, everybody's having to like wait. And it's I think it's like three months. I think if you started oh, now, man. you might get it in three yeah. or four months. Oh, yeah. or more. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of one up. I mean, we had some artwork stuff here, we kind of going back and forth. But I mean, I think it might be showing up next month. But I put the order in early in the summer. Oh wow! Yeah, um, and I think it's gotten even more of a lead time since then. But uh, hopefully wow. that'll correct itself. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get the vinyl um, and get it out there. Um, should be pretty cool. <laughs> well, I think, you know, one of the things that I really like is the fact that vinyl is making a comeback. I mean, in a big way. I think that's yeah. way cool. It's the, I, it's the tangibility. It's holding it. You and know, and yep. see, it's the ritual that's the of, way I felt about so you CDs your weed, you know? when, when we went from vinyl to CDs. And then we went to downloading. I was like, no, I, mm-hmm. I want something tangible. I want, and now we've gone back to vinyl. I never got rid of all my vinyl. I have a right. huge collection, and I, I'm glad I held on to well, it. Well, yeah, and there's a, there's a thing to it. I mean, there's you know the, the you know putting on the turntable and you know cleaning it, and you know there's you sitting it down. You got to pack your bowl, whatever you're doing, and then and then you're oh, committed to the record at that yes. point. Yeah, you know, start to finish from outside to inside. Well, you and, know. and and you know it it was it was a ritual, very much so. And so with with something like this, I'd put it on. Start at the first track and just let it go through, then flip it over and listen to the whole thing. Well, yes, that I think it revives not just the sound, but it revives the lost art of of, of placement and order sequencing. Sequencing, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. You, you that's a you good can't shuffle a vinyl. No, you know, no. It's like you're, no. you're you're hemmed into that that uh, sequence, that order. That's right. Yeah, but the, but yeah, but that's right. Well, there's the, there's a the whole thing. Start, I've got CDs. That oh won't yeah. Play anymore. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can play that because it's old technology and it's yeah. still still good. Well, and if you're like of a collector mindset, I mean, there's a whole thing of like first presses and like you know, yeah. oh, like you know that there was a misprint and the the artwork and this is that you know the so promo copies, promo that float, copies, yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. The white label promo copy, right, right. zero artwork, just you know, generic record. Ooh, you know, yeah. yeah. That's I a, wonder if a I have any of those. You might. You Maybe have I family can... in the radio business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I might be able to. All my all my big star records are promo copies. Um, I got original. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, there was a um, 
uh, an episode of Pawn Stars when Big Star when a Big Star record showed up. This guy came in with uh, wow. Zeppelin Four and a copy of the record. Yeah, and they were like, you know, dude, this is this is like a five hundred dollar record. Was it number one record or Radio City? It was number one record. Yeah, wow. Yeah, the one with the with the, the star, the, the neon. And, yeah. yeah, the neon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it's been out of print forever, but it's like, oh, this is this is big time collectible. Yeah, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, find another one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's great to see it come back. You know, um, I th- think it's been a good thing for everybody. Yeah, and you know, s- sequencing is you know is its own art. I know. I know oh yeah. You, you can you can lose sleep trying to figure that out, especially with the math involved and in getting the oh the timing the timing on both sides. Right. Like, oh shit! I'm short three three minutes. I got to yeah, come up with another yeah. tune or something's got to get cut too much. Right. What are we going to cut? Because I mean, the the lo- the longer your side is, the more the low end suffers towards the end of the groove of the record. Yeah. So like y- like you need to think about maybe putting like. Uh, you know, a song with less information in it, like you know, like an acoustic ballad or something, at the end of a side. Because oh, it, it, if it, if it's pushing the the limit, like really, like you're you're talking like eighteen minutes is ideal per side per side. Yeah, and you know, uh, if if you're pushing it, then you're 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 losing fidelity towards you know it, towards the inside of the so but limitations make you be creative oh it's yeah that kind of thing oh yeah know? and and with cds too like big ass truck kind of did this it's like our you know we just we just reissued um one of our records on vinyl uh, this record who let you in here from it came out in like 98 i think yeah but that was when like there was 81 minutes on a cd and by god we were going to fill all you're going to get every, all 81, every second man. out of it yeah, whether yeah. we needed to or not yeah and, you know, we could have <laughs> You know, we could have trimmed some fat, you know, but like, so when we did the three issues, I mean, it's a double album because it's just like, it's a lot of music, man. Um, so it's interesting. The song that 18 minutes per side, how far can you push that? Can you push it like, like 18 and a half or? You, I mean, you can do into like 24 or more, but, but it's, I mean, as far as sacrifice, I mean, yeah, not much. I mean, I don't know. This is, ask Jeff Powell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause he'll, he'll give you an engineering course on all right, that. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. He, he cut the lacquers for this record and he did a great job. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's awesome. Uh, all right, tell me about this other tune, this third tune. This is this is uh, your your band here, uh, Steve Selvage Man, but it's just it just has your name here. Steve. Yeah, this is kind of I've been working on this for all. It's really it's just me. Really, this is just me and Paul Taylor. Um, I just sort of sent him the files and he put some drums and bass on it. But uh, this is another work in progress. This tune, Lazarus, is like an old you know an old traditional tune that like Alan Lomax collected and. Uh, my dad did a version of it. He kind of, that was part of his repertoire was this version. He cut that on the cold of the morning. Mm-hmm. And when I was on tour with Amy LeVere, we were playing in St. Louis and a f- this woman who's a friend of my dad's from graduate school. My dad went to Washington University in St. Louis for graduate school, anthropology. And she was like, you know, I knew your mom and dad when they lived in St. Louis. And, you know, she's like, I'd love to hear, you know, one of his tunes. So I just, like, I'd never really done it before. I just played this tune, Lazarus, with Amy Lavere and Paul Taylor because we were a little trio and it kind of worked out well and then I recorded it with Amy and I just, it's been kind of like a song that I always play and uh, so I've just been kind of trying to get a re- different recordings t- of it together um, and this is kind of one that I've done um, just sort of 
trying to push the envelope of kind of new and old, I guess. Uh, like its namesake, it keeps coming back. It does. Yes, it does. Yes, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But that's a good thing. That's, yeah. Uh, that it is. Um, and I'll definitely be playing this one uh, tomorrow night. And, and people are like, of course you will. You always play it. I'm so sick. <laughs> I'm tired of the song, dude. <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll play. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. Uh, Steve Selvage is here. And here's this tune, Lazarus.
That's absolutely fantastic. Steve Selvage, Lazarus. I love it. All right. Uh, there it is. Tomorrow, is that right? Tomorrow night? You're at... Uh, tomorrow night at the Green Room, 7.30. Doors are at 7 o'clock. I think it's $10 cover. Worth every penny. It's a, a bargain at twice the pittance. price. It's a pittance. Yeah. It is a mere pittance. You know, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beer. So, you know, right, man. I mean, depending on what you put on your coffee, it could be a coffee. It yeah. could be. That's a good point, man. <laughs> I mean... you hanging out at the Starbucks. How, yeah. how big and sugary you want it. Right, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, that's a that's a great venue. I'm glad that they've they've put that in there. That's, yeah, it's a cool spot. I love it. Um, Sons of Mudboy did a hit there in 2019, maybe or 20. I don't know, 2018. It's been yeah. a while, but yeah, um, it's it's a man. I love Crosstown is so great. I love everything that's going on there. Um, it's really. I mean, having grown up in that neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, I remember going there as a kid and going. Remember that. Remember when Crystal used to send out the coupon books? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. There's the Crystal right there. We used to go down there. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. They did coupon books? Oh, my God. It was, oh, yeah, it was the was... Most, most wonderful time of the year. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, the, them out of the, oh, yeah. the Crystal on Cooper, you can get 10 Crystals or... No, it's on Poplar. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I drive yeah, by yeah, it every day. Me. You can get 10 Crystals or... Six dollars. That's what the marquee said. Okay, sure. So drive through and ask for the six oh, bucks. Yeah. I've done it a couple of times. They're not amused. Of course, <laughs> of course, they're, of course they're not. Um, 
So this, uh, no, this part, I know this is different uh, with Lazarus. Is this is this in an upcoming tune or an upcoming record as well, or is it out? Oh, I've been working on a solo record for about thirty years. Now. <laughs> oh, I got you. Uh, Say no more, my friend. Yeah. I, I took. It'll happen when it happens. Yeah. Chip away at the stone. Oh my God! Um, uh, <laughs> just just go find out where he hangs out online, and the dates will come up eventually. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's. Yeah. The, that's the, I, have, I have people. Yeah, you never tell me when you're going to play. I was like, what? It's not my job to tell you when I'm going to play. It's like, it's like it, it'll happen when it pay happens. Pay attention. <laughs> hey, Aunt Rhonda, I'm playing tonight. You know. Uh, <laughs> Well, you're a busy dude, man, uh, between uh, what uh, uh, Memods and uh, your own solo project and, of course, the whole study. And I'm, I'm glad to see you You know, you got through all of this you know, relatively intact. Yeah, so far, so, so good. So far, so good. And uh, the best of luck to you, uh, you know, down the road. And, and I know as your calendar begins to fill up, it's going to be a little harder for you to come back down. But anytime you want to pop in. You oh, wanna, absolutely. You want to yeah. bring the band down here and do a thing in here, oh, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That'd be great. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we're going to have some, some more Sons of Mudboy shows coming up soon. Um, you know, close. For this record coming out, I'll be hollering at y'all to do yeah. more of a more of a thing. Um, yeah, you want to take a night uh, that you're not working, like a maybe. A, I know it's hard. It's hard to do, but a Friday or Saturday night, and we can just just devote some time to the whole thing. Killer. Just, let's just play live. Let's have some fun. We'll uh, have some cocktails and you know play some records and shoot the shit. I love right it. On. Man. Well, thanks for having me. As always, it's always good to be back here. Right on, Steve Selvage. The proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved, and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com.